Section 13 of Modern Magic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Modern Magic by Maximilian Schell de Vere. Section 13 Divination, Oracles, and Prophecies. The highest degree of divination is the actual foretelling of events which are yet to happen the immediate causes which awaken the gift are of the most varied character and often very curious thus a young florentine gasparo who had been wounded by an arrow and could not be relieved began in his fearful suffering to pray incessantly day and night this excited him to such a degree that he finally foretold not only the name of his visitors but also the hour at which they would come and finally the day of his complete recovery he also knew by the same instinct that later in life he would go to rome and die there when the iron point was at last removed from his wound his health began to improve and at once his prophetic gift left him and never returned he went however to rome and really died in the eternal city the priests of apollo at colophon intoxicated themselves with the water of his fountain which was as famous for bestowing the gift of prophecy as aesculapius's well at pergamus and the springs near his temple at Polina. in other temples vapors were inhaled by the prophetic priests in the prophet schools of the israelites music seems to have played a prominent part for samuel told saul he would meet at the hill of gad a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tabret and a pipe before them the jews possessed however also other means to aid in divining joseph had his cup a custom still prevalent in the east and the high priest before entering into the holiest put up on the thummin with its six dark jewels and the urim with its six light-colored jewels whereupon the brilliant sparkling of the precious stones and the rich fumes of incense combined with the awful sense of the presence of jehovah in predisposing his mind to receive revelations from on high the false prophets of baal on the contrary tried to produce like effects by bloody means they cut themselves with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out upon them and then they prophesied it has already been mentioned that in india the glance was fixed upon the navel until the divine light began to shine before the mind's eye in other words until a trance is induced and visions begin to appear the changes which immediately precede dissolution seem finally to be the most favorable to a development of prophetic powers already aratius the cappadocian said that the mind of many dying persons was perfectly clear penetrating and prophetic and mentions a number of cases in which the dying had begun to converse with the dead or foretold the fate of those who stood by their bedside thus homer also makes dying hector warn achilles of his approaching end and calanus when in the act of ascending the funeral pile replies to alexander's question if he had any request to make no i have nothing to ask for i shall see you the day after to-morrow and on that day the young conqueror died 
suetonius reports that the emperor augustus was passing away almost imperceptibly when he suddenly shuddered and said that forty youths were carrying him off it so happened that when the end came forty men of his bodyguard were ordered to raise and convey the body to another room in the palace there are a few cases known in which apparently dying persons after delivering such prophecies have recovered and retained the exceptional gift during the remainder of their lives but these instances are rare and require confirmation as all magic phenomena are liable to be mixed up with delusion and imposture so divination of this kind has also been frequently imitated for personal or political purposes the ancient oracles already gave frequently answers full of irony and sly humor the story of king alexander of epirus is well known who was warned by the oracle at dodona to keep away from the acherusian waters and then perished in the river acros in italy thus henry the fourth of england had been told that he would die at jerusalem he thought only of palestine but met his death unconsciously in a room belonging to the abbey of westminster which bore the name of the holy city in spain ferdinand the catholic received warning that he would die at madrigal and hence carefully avoided the city of that name but when his last illness overtook him at an obscure little town he found that it was called madrigala or little madrigal the historian mariana also mentions the despair of the famous favorite don alvarez de luna whom an astrologer had warned against Catahalso, a village near toledo the unfortunate man died on the scaffold which is also called Catahalso. in france it was the fate of the superstitious queen catherine de medici to experience a similar mortification the famous nostradamus had predicted that she would die in st germain and she carefully avoided that palace but when her last end came she found herself sinking helpless into the arms of a courtier called st germain nor is there any want of false prophecies from the time when jeremiah complained that a wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land the people prophesy falsely to the great money crisis in eighteen fifty seven which filled the land with predictions of the approaching end periods of great political or religious excitement invariably produce a few genuine and a host of spurious prophets which represent the sad forebodings filling the mind of a distressed nation and avail themselves of the credulity of all great sufferers some of the most absurd prophecies have nevertheless caused a perfect panic extending in some cases throughout whole countries thus in fifteen seventy eight a famous astrologer the father of all weather prophecies in our almanacs predicted that in the month of february fifteen twenty four when three planets should enter at once the constellation of the fishes a second deluge would destroy the earth the report reached emperor charles v who submitted the matter to his spanish theologians and astrologers they investigated it with solemn gravity and found it very formidable from spain the panic spread through the whole country of europe 
when february came thousands left their houses and sought refuge on mountain and hilltop others hoped to escape on board ships and a rich president at toulouse actually built himself a second ark when the deluge did not take place divines and diviners were by no means abashed they declared that god had this time also taken pity upon sinful men in consideration of the fervent prayer of the faithful as he had done before in the case of nineveh the fear of the last judgment has at all times so filled the minds of men as to make them readily believe a prediction of the approaching end of the world an event which it is well known the apostles martin luther and certain modern divines have persistently thought immediately impending sects have arisen at various epochs who have looked forward to the second advent with a sincerity of conviction of which they gave striking and even most fearful evidence the millerites of the union have more than once predicted the coming of christ and in anticipation of the near advent disposed of their property assumed the white robes in which they were to ascend to heaven and even mounted into the topmost branches of trees to shorten the journey in switzerland a young woman of Bern became so excited by the coming of judgment which she fixed upon the next easter day that she prophesied daily gathered a number of followers around her and actually had her own grandfather strangled in order to save his soul before the approaching advent not unfrequently prophecies are apparently delivered by intermediate agents angels demons or peculiarly marked persons it was no doubt an effect of the deep and continued excitement felt by caius cassius that his mind was filled with the image of murdered caesar and hence he could very easily fancy he saw his victim in his purple cloak horse and rider of gigantic proportions suddenly appear in the din of the battle at philippi riding down upon him with wild passion it is well known that the impression was strong enough to make him who had never yet turned his back upon the enemy seek safety in flight and cry out what more do you want if murder does not finish you it must lastly be borne in mind that prophecies have not remained as sterile as other magical phenomena already herder mentions the advantages of ancient oracles he says quote, many a tyrant and criminal was publicly marked by the divine voice of oracles when it foretold their fate in like manner it has saved many an innocent person given good advice to the helpless lent divine authority to noble institutions made known works of art and sanctioned great moral truths as well as wholesome maxims of state policy unquote it need hardly be added that the prophets of israel were the main upholders of the religious life as well as the morality of the chosen people while the priests remained stationary in their views and contented themselves with performing the ceremonial service of the temple the prophets preserved the true faith and furthered its gradually widening revelation in their case however divination was so clearly the result of divine inspiration that their prophecies can hardly be classed among magic phenomena 
the ground which they have in common with merely human forebodings and divinings is the state of trance in which alone prophets seem to have foretold the future whether we believe this ecstatic condition to have been caused by music long protracted prayer or the direct agency of the holy spirit this ecstasy was in the case of almost all the oracles of antiquity brought on by inhaling certain gases which rose from the soil and produced often most fearful symptoms in the unfortunate persons employed for the purpose at the same time they were rarely free from an addition of artifice as the priests not only filled the mind of the pythonist beforehand with thoughts of suggestion by their own wisdom and political experience but the latter also frequently employed her skill as a ventriloquist in order to increase the force of her revelations hence the fact that almost all the greek oracles proceeded from deep caves in which as at dodona and delphi carbonic gas was developed in abundance hence also the name of ventriloqua vates which was commonly given to the delphi pythia the oldest of these oracles that at dodona foretold events for nearly two thousand years and even survived the almost universal destruction of such institutions at the time of christ it did not actually cease till the third century when an illyrian robber cut down the sacred tree the oracle of zeus trophonius in boeotia spoke through the patients who were brought to the caves where they became somnambulists had visions and answered the questions of the priests while they were in this condition the romans also had their somnambulist prophets from the early days and whenever the state was in danger the sibylline books were consulted christianity made an end to all such divination in italy as in greece it is strange that the vast scheme of egyptian superstition shows us no oracles whatever but among the germans prophets were all the more numerous they foretold war or peace success or failure and exercised a powerful influence on all affairs one of the older prophetesses veleda who lived in an isolated tower and allowed herself to be but rarely consulted was held in high esteem even by the romans the celts had in like manner prophet druids some of whom became well known to the romans and are reported to have foretold the fate of the emperors aurelian diocletian and severus we have the authority of josephus for the continuance of prophetic power in israel even after the coming of christ he tells us of jesus the son of ananus who ran for seven years and five months through the streets of jerusalem proclaiming the coming ruin and while crying out woe is me was struck and instantly killed by a stone from one of the siege engines of the romans josephus himself passes for a prophet having predicted the fall of the city of jotapata forty-seven days in advance his own captivity and the imperial dignity of vespasian as well as of titus of northern prophets merlin is probably the most widely known he was a celtic bard called murden and his poems written in the seventh century were looked upon as accurate descriptions of many subsequent events such as the exploits of joan of arc in the sixteenth century nostradamus took his place 
whose prophetic verses vraie centaurie et prophétie are to this day current among the people and now and then reappear in leading journals he had been a professor of medicine in the university of montpellier and died in fifteen sixty six enjoying a world-wide reputation as an astrologer his brief and often enigmatical verses have never lost their hold on credulous minds and a few striking instances have even in our century largely revived his credit such was for instance the stanza an emperor naître près d'italie qui à l'empire sera vendu très cher diront avec quel jean il se ralliait qu'on trouvera ma prince que which was naturally applied to the great napoleon and his marshals another northern prophet whose predictions are still quoted was the archbishop of armagh malachius who in eleven thirty foretold the fate of all coming popes as in almost all similar cases here also the accidental coincidences have been carefully noted and pompously proclaimed while the many unfulfilled prophecies have been as studiously concealed it is curious however that he distinctly predicted the fate of pius the sixth whom he spoke of as vir apostolicus moriens in exilo he died seventeen ninety nine an exile in valence and that he characterized pius the ninth as crux de crusay st bridget of sweden had the satisfaction of seeing her prophecies approved of by the council of bale they were translated subsequently into almost every living language and are still held in high esteem by thousands in every part of europe the most prominent name among english prophets is probably that of archbishop usher who predicted cromwell's fate and many events in england and ireland the result no doubt of great sagacity and a remarkable power of combination but exceeding in many instances the ordinary measure of human wisdom an entirely different prophet was rice evans who fixing his eye upon the hollow of his hand saw there images of lord fairfax cromwell and four other crowned heads appearing one after the other thus it is said he predicted the protectorate and the reign of four sovereigns of the house of stuart jane lead a most extraordinary and mysterious person founded in sixteen ninety seven when she had reached the age of seventy-four her so-called philadelphian society a prominent member of which was the famous portage formerly a minister and then a physician this very vain woman maintained that she was inspired in the same manner as st john in patmos and that she was compelled by the power of the holy spirit to foretell the future in spite of her erroneous announcement of the near millennium she foretold many minor events with great accuracy and was highly esteemed as a prophet dr portage had mainly visions of the future world which were all characterized by a great purity of heart and wildness of imagination swedenborg also had many prophetic visions but their fulfillment belongs exclusively to future life and their genuineness firmly believed by the numerous and enlightened members of the new church 
cannot be proved to others in this world one of the most remarkable cases of modern prophesying which has been officially recorded is connected with the death of pope ganganelli the latter heard that a number of persons in various parts of italy had predicted that he would soon end his life by a violent death he attached sufficient importance to these reports to hand the matter over to a special commission previously appointed to examine grave charges which had been brought against the jesuits perhaps suspecting that the order of jesus was not unconnected with those predictions among the persons who were thereupon arrested was a simple ignorant peasant girl beatrice renzi who told the gendarme very calmly ganganelli has me arrested braski will set me free implying that the latter would be the next pope the priest at valentano who was arrested on the same day twelfth of may seventeen seventy four exclaimed quite joyously what happens to me now has been predicted three times already take these papers and see what my daughter the renzi has foretold upon examination it appears that the girl had fixed the pope's day upon the day of equinoxes in the month of september she announced that he would proclaim a year of absolution but not live to see it that none of the faithful would kiss his foot nor would they take him as usual to the church of st peter at the same time she spoke of a fierce inward struggle through which the holy father would have to pass before his death soon after these predictions were made officially known to the pope the bull against the order of jesuits was laid before him the immense importance of such a decree and the evident dangers with which it was fraught caused him great concern and when he one night rose from his bed to affix his signature and frightened by some considerations threw away the pen only to take it up at last and sign the paper he suddenly recalled the prophecy of the peasant girl he drove at once to a great prelate in rome who had formerly been the girl's confessor and inquired of him about her character the priest testified to her purity her unimpeached honesty and her simplicity adding that in his opinion she was evidently favored by heaven with special and very extraordinary powers ganganelli was made furious by this suggestion and insisted upon it that his commission should declare all these predictions wicked lies the inspirations of the devil and condemn the sixty-two persons who had been arrested to pay the extreme penalty in the castle of st angelo on the first of october in the meantime however his health began to suffer and his mind was more and more deeply affected beatrice renzi had been imprisoned in a convent at montafiascone on the twenty-second of september she told the prioress that prayers might be held for the soul of the holy father the latter informed the bishop of the place and soon the whole town was in an uproar late in the afternoon couriers brought the news that ganganelli had suddenly died at eight o'clock in the morning the body began to putrefy so promptly that the usual ceremonies of kissing the pope's feet and the transfer to st peter's became impossible the most curious effects of the girl's predictions appeared however when the conclave was held to elect a successor many cardinals were extremely anxious that braski should not be elected 
lest this should be interpreted as a confirmation of the prediction and hence as the work of the evil one others again looked upon the girl's words as an indication from on high they carried the day brasky was really chosen and ascended the throne as pius the sixth the commission however continued the work of investigation and finally acquitted the jesuits of the charge of collusion beatrice renzi's predictions were declared to be supernatural but suggested by the father of lies the accused were all set free the bishop of montefiascone mori reported officially in eighteen o four that the girl had received a pension from rome until the french invasion then she left the convent in which she had peacefully and quietly lived so long and was not heard of again the famous predictions of jacques cazot a man of high literary renown and the greatest respectability were witnessed by persons of impeachable character and have been repeatedly mentioned as authentic by eminent writers Larp, not the tutor of the russian emperor alexander reports them fully in his oeuvre choisie etc so do boulard in his encycle de gens du monde and william burt who was present when they were made in his observations on the curiosities of nature it is well known that cazotte had joined the sect of martinists and among these enthusiasts increased his natural sensitiveness and his religious fervor with a mind thus predisposed to receive strong impressions from outside and filled with fearful apprehensions of the future it was no wonder that he should fall suddenly into a trance and thus be enabled by extraordinary magical influences to predict the horrors of the revolution the sad fate of the king and queen and his own tragic end the report of his predictions as made by jean de larpe who only died in eighteen twenty three and with his well-established character and high social standing vouched for the genuineness of his experience is substantially as follows he had been invited in seventeen eighty eight to meet at the palace of the duchess de gramont some of the most remarkable personages of the day and found himself seated by the side of malherbe he noticed at a corner of the table cazotte apparently in a deep fit of musing from which he was only roused by the frequent toasts in which he was forced to join when at last the guests seemed to be overflowing with fervent praises of modern philosophy and its brilliant victory over old religious superstitions cazotte suddenly rose and in a solemn tone of voice and with features agitated with deep emotion said to them gentlemen you may rejoice for you will all see that great imposing revolution which you so much desire you monsieur condorcet will expire lying on the floor of a subterranean prison you monsieur n will die of poison you monsieur n will perish by the executioner's hand on the scaffold they cried out who on earth has made you think of prisons poisons and the executioner what have these things to do with philosophy and the reign of reason which we anticipate on and which you but just now congratulated us that is exactly what i say replied cazotte in the name of philosophy of reason of humanity and of freedom 
all these things will be done which i have foretold and they will happen precisely when reason alone will reign and have its temples certainly replied champfort you will not be one of the priests not i answered the latter but you monsieur de champfort will be one of them and deserve to be one you will cut your veins in twenty-two places with your razor and yet die only several months after that desperate operation you monsieur vic d'azir will not open your veins because the gout in your hands will prevent it but you will get another person to open them six times for you the same day and you will die in the night succeeding you monsieur nicolai will die on the scaffold and you monsieur Bailey, and you monsieur malherbe god be thanked exclaimed monsieur richet it seems monsieur cazotte only deals with the members of the academy but cazotte replied instantly you also monsieur richet will die on the scaffold and they who sentence you and others like you will be nevertheless philosophers and when is all this going to happen asked several guests within at most six years from to-day was the reply larp now asked and about me you say nothing cazotte the latter replied in you sir a great miracle will be done you will be converted and become a good christian these words relieved the company and all broke out into merry laughter now the duchess of gramont also took courage and said we women are fortunately better off than the men revolutions do not mind us your sex ladies answered cazotte will not protect you this time and however careful you may be not to be mixed up with politics you will be treated exactly like the men you also duchess with many ladies before and after you will have to mount the scaffold and more than that they will carry you there on the hangman's cart with your hands bound behind your back the duchess perhaps looking upon the whole as a jest said smiling well i think i shall at least have a coach lined with black no no replied cazotte the hangman's cart will be your last carriage and even greater ladies than you will have to ride in it surely not princesses of the royal blood asked the duchess still greater ones answered cazotte but they will not deny us a confessor she continued yes replied the other only the greatest of all who will be executed will have one but what will become of you monsieur cazotte asked the guests who began at last to feel thoroughly uncomfortable my fate was the reply will be the fate of the man who called out woe over jerusalem before the last siege and woe over himself while a stone thrown by the enemy ended his life with these words cazotte bowed and withdrew from the room however much of the details may have been subsequently added to the prediction the fact of such a prophecy has never yet been impugned and william burt who was a witness of the scene emphatically endorses the account even the stern calvinists have had their religious prophets among whom Ducer is probably the most interesting he established himself in sixteen eighty six in the dauphine but extended his operations soon into the cevennes and thus prepared the great uprising of protestants there in sixteen eighty eight 
which led to fearful war and general devastation special gifts of prophecy were accorded to a few generally uneducated persons but in these they appeared very strikingly so that for instance many young girls belonging to the lowest classes of society and entirely unlettered were not only able to foretell coming events but also to preach with great eloquence and to interpret holy writ these phenomena became numerous enough to induce the camisards as the rebellious protestants of the Cévennes were called finally to form a regular system of inspiration they spoke of four degrees of ecstasis the first indication the inspiring breath the prediction and the gifts the last was the highest the spirit of prophecy could be communicated by an inspired person to others this was generally done by a kiss even children of three and four years were enabled to foretell the future and persevered although they were often severely punished by their parents whom the authorities held responsible for their misconduct as it was called nor has this gift of prophesying been noticed only in men of our own faith and our race an author whose trustworthiness cannot be doubted for a moment jones forbes gives in his oriental memoirs an instance of the prophesying power of east indian magicians which is as well authenticated as remarkable a mr hodges has accidentally made the acquaintance of a young brahmin who although unknown to the english residents was famous among the natives for his great gifts they became fast friends and the indian never ceased to urge hodges to remain strictly in the path of duty as by doing so he was sure to reach the highest honors in order to enforce his advice he predicted that he would rise from the post he then occupied as resident in bombay to higher places till he would finally be appointed governor the prediction was often discussed among hodge's friends and when fortune favored him and he really obtained unusually rapid preferment he began to rely more than ever on the indian's prediction but suddenly a severe blow shattered all his hopes a rival of his spencer was appointed governor and hodges very indignant at what he considered an act of unbearable justice wrote a sharp and disrespectful letter to the governor and council of the company the result was his dismissal from the service and the order to return to europe before embarking he sent once more for his friend who was then living at one of the sacred places and when he came informed him of the sad turn in his affairs and reproached him with his false predictions the indian however was in no way disconcerted but assured hodges that although his adversary had put his foot on the threshold he would never enter the palace but that he hodges would in spite of appearances most surely reach the high post which he had promised him years ago these assurances produced no great effect and hodges was on the point of going on board the ship that was to carry him to europe when another vessel sailed into the harbor having accomplished the voyage out in a most unusually short time and brought new orders from england 
the court of directors had disapproved of spencer's conduct as governor of bengal revoked his appointment dismissed him from service and ordered hodges to be installed as governor of bombay from that day the brahmin obtained daily more influence over the mind of his english friend and the latter undertook nothing without having first consulted the strangely gifted native it became however soon a matter of general remark that the brahmin could never be persuaded to refer in his predictions to the time beyond the year seventeen seventy one as he had never promised hodges another post of honor than that which he now occupied the explanation of his silence came but too soon for in the night of the twenty second of february seventeen seventy two hodges died suddenly and thus ended his brilliant career verifying his friend's prophecy in every detail end of section thirteen